The following is a reflection on the readings for Saturday of the seventh week of Easter. The readings are taken from Acts chapter 28, verses 16 to 20, and verses 30 to 31, Psalm 10, and John chapter 21, verses 20 to 25. Following this reflection, I will give a brief catechesis on the Holy Spirit, who He is and how He acts in our lives. The first reading today brings to a close the history of the early church as found in the book of Acts. In these concluding paragraphs, we find St. Paul at the height of his ministry. He was finally preaching the gospel in the most important city in the known world. This is something St. Paul always wanted to do because he knew that from Rome the gospel could spread to the world. But St. Paul's journey to Rome was not an easy one and in fact was only made possible by a string of apparent failures, disappointments, and dangers. If you remember from Thursday's reading, while Paul was in Jerusalem, the crowd was stirred up and tried to kill him. He was only saved by being arrested by the Roman soldiers, then thrown into prison for two years. When he was finally given the opportunity to have his case heard in Rome, he gladly took it traveling 2,000 miles through open seas to get there. During the voyage, the ship was caught in a storm and sank, and Paul barely escaped with his life. After several more trials, he finally arrived in Rome and was placed under house arrest. And yet, despite these apparent setbacks, Paul rejoiced at being able to preach Christ to both the Jews and Greeks in that great city. Although he may have wished for an easier passage to Rome, he knew that God had blessed him greatly in allowing these trials and dangers to work in his favor because it was through them that he got to Rome. As we read this story, the scripture verse that comes to mind is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In this verse, and in the first reading, is a good lesson for us because there isn't anyone who is not undergoing some trial or suffering, but like St. Paul, we are called to trust in God and know that in whatever situation we are in, God loves us and cares for us and has a plan for our well-being and for the salvation of the world. So we must remain open to the Lord and attentive to how we can glorify God in good times, in times of trouble and failure, especially in this worldwide pandemic. Because there is a natural tendency when facing difficulties to close in on ourselves and forget that God may be working at these times. St. Paul knew this during his house arrest in Rome because he not only preached to Jews and Romans, he also wrote the letters of Ephesians, Philemon, and Colossians while in prison. Certainly none of this would have been possible had Paul not experienced the many setbacks and trials that led him to Rome. So as we prepare for the Feast of Pentecost, let us ask God to fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit that we may always be open to his workings in our lives and especially in those times of trials and disappointments. And now a brief catechesis on the Holy Spirit. The Catechism of the Catholic Church provides a definition for the Holy Spirit as the third divine person of the Blessed Trinity, the personal love of Father and Son for each other, also called the Paraclete, or Advocate, and Spirit of Truth, 
the Holy Spirit is at work with the Father and the Son from the beginning to the completion of the divine plan for our salvation. How does the Holy Spirit act in our lives? First, by inspiring in us conversion and forgiving our sins, thereby preparing for the grace of justification, which renews us interiorly to live as children of the light. The Holy Spirit is therefore first to awaken faith in us and communicate new life, but the last of the persons of the Holy Trinity to be revealed. According to St. Paul in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, God's love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In this sense, the Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus and the Father and unites us to the Church. As St. Cyril of Alexandria states, quote, The Holy Spirit binds together the spirits of each and every one of us and makes all appear as one in Him. For just as the power of Christ's sacred flesh unites those in whom it dwells into one body, I think that in the same way, the one and the undivided Spirit of God, who dwells in all, leads all into spiritual unity. End of quote. In the Church, the Holy Spirit gives us grace through the sacraments, so that we may live our new life in Christ. With this grace comes the sevenfold gifts of wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord, which make us to be docile to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, assists us to grow in holiness and attain heaven. The Holy Spirit helps sustain our faith, as De Verbum states, quote, The same Holy Spirit constantly perfects faith by his gift, so that revelation may be more and more profoundly understood. End of quote. In addition, as St. Paul states in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the Spirit teaches us to pray, thereby strengthening us in our weakness, and in fact intercedes on our behalf with sighs too deep for words. How do we know whether the Holy Spirit is active in us? That is, that we are cooperating with all of its gifts? Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 provides the measuring stick by listing the effects that should be produced in us, that is, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In our daily examination of conscience, we should reflect on how these fruits are being manifested. Finally, the Holy Spirit gives us a pledge or first fruits of our inheritance, which is the life of God, loving as Jesus loved us. Thus we are made already temples of the Holy Spirit, and until the day of our judgment, sent out as witnesses to draw others into this very life. Let us pray. Lord God, you sanctify your church in every race and nation by the mystery we celebrate on the solemnity of Pentecost. Pour out the gifts of the Holy Spirit on all mankind and fulfill now in the hearts of your faithful what you accomplished when the gospel was first preached on earth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.